Salutations to all the nations. Welcome to another episode of A Swap Experience with DD. This is the last episode of the year. So if you're listening to this, thank you for rocking with me thus far. Thank you for paying attention to listening to me, putting up with me and my nonsense at times. I'm grateful for you guys and I'm thankful for you guys. So I just want to wish you guys a happy new year. Make sure everything is all right with you guys. And just making sure that you keep the faith if you're a Christian. Because God has brought us through a mighty long way. And even though this was trying times for a lot of people, all things do work together for our good, for those who are called according to his purpose. All right. So we're going to finish off the series, What God Hates. We're going to do the last two. We're going to combine it. So the last two talking about a false witness that speaketh lies and he that soweth discord among the brethren. So I'll start with false witness that speaketh lies. So regarding that, most people who, this doesn't even have to do with God per se, but most people hate liars. Most people don't like when people lie because it's dishonest and wise. Dishonesty, a negative thing, because you can't trust a person who constantly lies. You can't trust a person who's dishonest all the time. It's going to be hard to trust them, to combine them, because you don't know whether they are telling the truth or whether they're lying. The Bible says, may God be true and every man a liar. So he is the standard of truth. So, of course, he's going to hate lying because that's the opposite of his nature. God can do all things except for the things that go against his nature, right? So at the end of the day, when it comes to the subject of those who have a lying tongue or that people that speak lies, it's not a good thing because, first of all, lying is hard. I don't know about you guys, but lying is really hard to do because of the fact that you have to remember what you said in the past. Make sure it lines up accordingly. Because if it doesn't line up accordingly, then guess what? Someone's going to catch you in the lie. And you don't want that, do you? I don't think so. So when it comes to that, we have to make sure that we know that lying, uh, having a lying tongue, those who speak lies, it's not a good thing. It's one of the things that God hates because God is the standard of truth. He is where, for example, he's the measure or the mark of what truth is, right? So he is truth. Everything that comes from him is true, right? That, and when you think about truism, it's reality. It's what's actually exact, which is actual, what is factual. Things that actually exist in our reality that is true that we know without a shout of a doubt that it is what it is and when it comes to the truth god being the standard he wants us to follow according to that he wants us to speak truth he wants us to tell the truth even when it's inconvenient to our feelings or our circumstances because there's been times where it'll be much easier to lie. The truth is a hard thing to deal with. The Bible is the truth, right? And throughout it, it constantly goes against what we want to do, what we want our reality to be. 
that we can live in sin and it be okay, even though sin is detrimental, even though lust that affects men as well as women, but is more common amongst men, even though it may feel right, it's still wrong. But I could lie to myself and saying there's nothing wrong with it and listen to the devil's lies, who is the father of lies, and say that, hey, yo, there's nothing wrong with me lusting after women or searching up inappropriate things online or, I don't know, what's another one, following Instagram baddies and lusting after them and having wicked imaginations of them, which is actually another thing on the list. And you guys can go check that out in that episode. And I can lie to myself because a lot of times lying doesn't even have to do with lying to another person or harming another person. You can lie to yourself. And more often than not, we do lie to ourselves on a constant basis because we just want it. We just want our feelings to be highlighted. We just want how we feel about a certain situation to be good. And it's not the case. Because no matter how much, how many lies we tell ourselves, we're just constantly checked out of our reality, what actually is happening. We're deceiving ourselves. It could be as trivial as weight gain or as serious as lying to ourselves about our addiction problems. That's why God is is truth, because he shows us who are in darkness, the light, how we ought to live, how we ought to move forward. And it's hard at times because we don't want to face the music per se because of the fact that it's easier to live in a lie. Think about one of your favorite TV shows and think about the main protagonist that's in a slump right now or one of the characters, main characters that are that are in a slump that are constantly doing something that's wrong and constantly lying to themselves, saying that what they're doing is right, even though you know the audience because Technically, you guys are the fourth wall. You guys are the observer. So you're observing this world. You're observing this situation. And you're seeing these characters. And in your head, you use logic and truth. Saying, hey, only if this character did X, Y, and Z, they would be fine. Only if this character did this instead of that, then they would be okay. They need to stop doing this because it's going to harm them or harm the people who they claim to care about. And you think, or you have the disposition that you're smarter than these characters. And that's the same thing that God's doing with us when it comes to truth. He is a standard. He created all things and all things he created for him and by him. And we know that when it comes to the truth, that he is the truth. It's not that he has truth. He is the truth. So he's going to look at it at an objective standard, aside from feeling, aside from how we might view it in our relative humanistic standpoint. But he's going to look at it as the standard of truth. That is why 
Christ came to die because of that. The reason why is because his standard of goodness and truth is so high that all of us fall short. That's why it says all, all of us have fallen short, right? And because of that problem that we have, ladies and gentlemen, somebody had to to bridge the gap because God, because God is so good and God is so just and sovereign. He needs a sacrifice or he needs to pour or project his wrath at a certain place because he's so good. Right? That's why he's letting us know of the things that he hates, even in the Old Testament and in the book of Proverbs, which is a wisdom book, right? He's showing us in these last series what he actually hates about us because it goes directly against his nature, his being. For example, think about yourself. There's certain things that you're not inclined to, that you probably disdain yourself. And that if you were to hear of these any any of these things happening towards you or someone that you care about, you would have pent-up anger towards that person or that situation. How much the more a person or a being that is perfect in all his ways, that knew not sin, that is clean, that is good, and that is the standard of all things that are good, is going to affect him because he doesn't want that for his world that he created, and he doesn't want it for his creation either. But he does give us all, all a choice. Now, throughout this series, I've showed you all the th different things that God hates, and he wants us to keep it in our forefront, in our memory, in our hippocampus, if you will, because of the fact that we need to think about these things, not just because we don't want to irritate him, but if we are Christians, we want to be more like him because we weren't designed to do this, but we have the ability to do this because of choice. Once choice is implemented, we have the option between what is good and what is evil. So yes, God did create sin in a sense because he created the ability for us to choose. And a lot of times when we choose the wrong thing, that's what comes from it. But he doesn't dwell in it. That's why he's telling you to come out of it because it is slowly destroying your life. It's destroying my life. It destroys all of our lives. Although it is pleasurable, the Bible says, but it's only pleasurable for a moment. So lying can be pleasurable, but lying in the court of law can cost you a lot. Lying to a significant other can cost you a relationship. Lying on the job can cost you your job. Lying to your kids can cause um, childhood trauma. Lying to a relative can cause breakups within the families. Lying to yourself can cause detrimental harm to yourself. Lying to God can um, push him away or cause a gap between you and him to go further away because you keep lying. 
and then it it fracks especially if we're doing talking to human relations it's gonna fracture people's ability to trust or confide in you so if you notice all these sins that we have whether it be lust whether it be lying whether it be running quick into mischief whether it be um having wicked imaginations uh, or shedding innocent blood or uh, having a proud look and if you notice in this in the six things lying is in them twice because god really does not like lying he's not keen towards that and that's what i noticed i think in jamaican households is the same thing like our caribbeans you don't like lying, yo. If you want to set a Jamaican parent off or a Caribbean parent off, lie. Especially when they catch you. My gosh. You thought <laughs> you thought getting in trouble at school was bad, man. Lie to a Caribbean parent and then catch you in a lie. My gosh. You just asked for a smackdown. You asked for the rock versus stone cold whipping man that's not even a joke that's not even a game but we have to understand that this lying needs to stop and there's no such thing as a white lie in the bible a lie is a lie so whoever taught you that foolishness about always oh, like a white lie no it's not that in itself is a lie because there's no such thing as a light lie that's a worldly way of looking at things like oh it's a white lie did you lie yes or no like, I know we have different degrees of murder and whatnot, but that's just to categorize it, right? And I guess you could say that one seems worse than the other, but in God's eyes, it's still murder. And I do believe that all sin is sin, but I think it weighs differently. And I said that I'll do that in a different episode. But yeah, continuing on, the other part in it, Sowing discord among the brethren, all right? So what discord is, and I'm not talking about the app or the, yeah, the app slash gaming forum. I'm talking about discord as in dysfunction or separation among the brethren. God is a God of unity, all right? That's why the three are one, Father, Son, and Spirit, they work as one. So what God understands because he's like, I don't even like saying what God understands because he understands everything. He made everything. But anyways, going back to what I was saying originally, the interesting nature of God is that he will show us in scripture when Jesus was accused of being Beelzebub, which is basically the devil. And saying that in the, I believe the Pharisees or the Sadducees or both of them, said that he casts out devils by Beelzebub, which is on oxymoronic. No, it's not oxymoronic. It's ironic because Jesus was saying, how could they cast each other out when they're part of the same kingdom? In modern terms, that would be a friendly fire. So it doesn't make sense. Why would the devil cast out a devil? If they're on the same side. For a house divided against itself. Shall not stand. And then most of people. Even if you don't. 
agree with Christianity or agree with our faith, you've heard that saying before and you hold it to be true because it is the truth. Like a team divided against itself is not going to win. If now I'm not saying that a team, for example, like the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq and all that stuff, how they had problems. There's a difference between having problems. But at the end of the day, when it came down to playing the game of basketball, Kobe's not going to pass the ball to the other team. Shaq's not going to score on the opposite net. So, yeah, they might have bickering, and that happens on a team. Um, personalities clash. But either way, they're working together for a common goal. They're not working to help whatever opposing team to win the championship that they want because that would be null and void. That would be ridiculous. That would defeat the whole purpose of winning a championship because you want to win it for your team. So they're united as a unit. I know that's redundant, but they are united in winning a championship. And that's what we have to understand. That's what we need to see as um, children of God. Instead of backbiting, which I hate. And if you know my friends, most of you guys that do know me that are listening to this, or if you don't know me, you're about to know a little bit more about me. Is that I always have hated gossip, and I've always have hated um, like backbiting and what other adjective or noun to describe that alternative or synonym i'm just saying like it's one of the things that man if you have nothing nice to say don't say it at all or another one is if you are going to say something about somebody and it doesn't uplift them or you would not say it in front of them then there's no need to say it behind their back either and you don't want to solve problems, especially as children of God in the church, where it causes division and discord. The devil does that. He did that in heaven where he took a third of God's angels with him because they followed him. He sowed discord among them. And they believed him and they left. So we have to think clearly when it comes to this stuff. We have to think clearly when it comes to these things of life that we choose to do, to make the choices, the right choices. We have to be careful because anything could happen, right? And a lot of the times when it comes to discord, God hates it because he wants unity. He wants us to be able to work with together. together. You're never going to make in this life on your own. You were never born alone. And hopefully you don't die alone. But even when you die, somebody has to bury you. Why? Because God is going to use humans to help you. No matter how bad you think all humans are you don't believe in humanity you're more nihilistic you believe you're stoic and you don't need many things and you have the knowledge already but you're gonna need somebody when you were born even if 
your parents gave you away, which is an unfortunate circumstance. You were born through somebody. You just didn't appear out of thin air. You had a father and a mother. Now, some of them might have abandoned you. I know that's something that's true, but you're going to have to forgive them. And I know it's a hard saying, but you're forgiving them not for them, but you're forgiving them because you will need forgiveness later. And you're going to need it from God. And you're going to need it from somebody else. That's why Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So if you don't have unforgiveness, then I suggest to do that towards them. I'm not saying it's easy. It's a difficult thing to do. I don't even know why he said that, but I felt like I just needed to say that. But going back to what I was saying, like when it comes to Discord, you're going to need somebody in this life. Somebody's going to help you, whether it's a mentor, whether you're mentoring, whether it be a brother or sister, father, mother, auntie, aunt, relatives, teachers. You're going to need somebody eventually in your life. So don't go around thinking that you're the bomb, that you've arrived, that you're the cat's meow. Shout out to all those who grew up in the 40s listening to this. That's one for is for you. But no matter how bad you spin it, no matter how far you think you've gone on your quote-unquote own, you haven't. Somebody helps you. Or somebody will help you. Or God's going to put you in a position where you will need help. And he's always going to send a person. A lot of times we get involved with this mysticism. I know a lot of us read the Old Testament and see how God spoke to people and they heard him audibly and all that. Sometimes that won't even happen. Maybe for some of us it will never happen. It might not happen. If you think about it, it makes sense for that time period because there was no Bible then. They were making it. That's why Jesus said it's better for them, uh, better that he that believes and has not seen. Because it's easier to believe or have faith in something that you've seen than it is to have faith in something that you haven't seen. It takes more faith. So all you're doing is trusting that this word is true. And there's evidence for it. Talking we talking about like anthropology or archaeology. There are archaeologists that claim and historians uh, along as theologians. But even if you didn't have that, if you just have the word and you believe it to be true, I know a lot of philosophers listening to this might get mad at me as a fellow philosopher, but I don't care. It's going to take an element of faith. And we know that according to Hebrews 11, it's the evidence of things not seen, which is basically would be false or invalid in philosophy, but this goes beyond human logic. I just want you guys to understand that. So when it comes to the discord, you can't be gossiping. You can't be splitting people apart. Or if you get mad at leadership, leaving it and then bashing that. And then bashing the leadership and taking members and 
letting them follow you because you're just doing what the devil did. And number two, how are you going to bash somebody who was your leader that you chose? That means you are a bad picker. And if you believe that God sent you to this church, then you're saying that God doesn't know how to pick his leaders. And we all know what happens to people when you claim that God does not know what he's doing. Why don't you ask Korah when he said um, that against Moses? And Moses said, hey, you're not even going against me. It's not me that you're mad at. You're mad at God, and God handled him and the people that he was associated with. So take take this into consideration. God opened up the ground, swallowed up him, his comrades that were like-minded, and his family. And his family might have disagreed with him. But people who he was associated with. So you got to be careful, y'all. Because sometimes, even if you think of a certain way, you're going to affect other people that might associate you. And that goes for people, other people. If you hear sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so bashing your pastor, and you know that that pastor's a God send, slowly back away from them. Because you don't know what God's going to do to them. And you don't want to be dragged down by their nonsense either. And I'm also saying this because I need to say this. Just because your church is having problems doesn't mean it's always the pastor's fault. It's just what happens in a church. The door is open. There's going to be crazy people that go in here sometimes. There's going to be problems that arise because we're humans. Look at the children of Israel. They're humans. And they made many mistakes. The same mistakes that we've made. As a church, so it's not going to be perfect all the time, but we're striving towards perfect perfection. We're striving towards to be perfect, to be like Christ because he is perfect. So that's what we were trying to do. And sowing discord is not doing that. Causing division is not doing that because you disagree with a certain aspect. If there's a lot of things that you disagree with, then just tell your pastor, hey, I appreciate everything and just leave the right way. And then make sure God's leading you to a church because you're going to go to a church. You're not going to do this on your own. Lead you to a church that's better suited for you. But don't bash or drag the pastor down in his family because it won't end well for you. Never speak against God's actual chosen person. Not these phony preachers. You guys know who I'm talking about. But these ones that you actually believe and knew those same ones that were willing to pray for you at all hours of the night that came to your house, that visited you, that lended you money. These are the same people that you're going to spit in the face because they upset you or you just don't agree with certain things. So you have to be wise when it comes to that things because some of you guys are in a rut right now and it's because you done this and you know it and i'm checking you right now so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode hopefully you guys had a decent year knew it was a struggle for a lot of folks but you know we made it thus far and with that said this has been your boy darius d make sure you subscribe to this podcast on spotify and whatever platform that you so choose to use so it could be apple podcast it could be google podcast it could be whatever. 
And we're on like 11 or 12 different platforms right now. So whatever platform you so choose to use, holla at me. Any questions or concerns, Didi the Swap Kid 15 on IG, hit me up. And we can chop it up from there. If you have any questions, comments, assertions, all these different things. And also share this with your family. If you do care on whatever social media platform that you so choose to use. And with that said, this has been your boy, Darius D. I'm signing off once more, once again. So just chill, just chill till the next episode because your boy, DD is out of here. Out of here, 2020. And you know that's right. And hopefully you guys have a great and prosperous new year in 2021. We out of here.